Hi, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Robbins, and I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium. Here, we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. So today's show was supposed to be an interview with Dr. Sunitha Puri. It was an amazing interview that I recorded uh, about a week and a half ago. She is a palliative care doctor and ethicist in California. And so we were talking about palliative care as well as COVID and everything that's going on. And I went to upload the podcast and it did not record. So I am going to do a podcast for you all today that is ghost stories. And we haven't done ghost story podcasts in a while, so I'm going to bring them back. Uh, Also wanted to continue to encourage you, if you do have a ghost story, to please reach out to me at dramyrobbins at gmail.com. Or you can also, if you have any questions for me, reach out to me at LDSB questions, life, death, space between questions at gmail.com. I'm going to be uh, adding some of those podcasts in as well. So here is today's ghost stories. Today's ghost stories are three ghost stories from one listener, Christy. Christy just shows that when you start to open yourself up to these experiences, the more you open yourself up to them, the more you have these experiences. So I reached out a while back and asked for ghost stories and Christy was quick to respond with this story and then followed up with two more. So I just want to also caution you guys that there is some uh, graphic details in this story that she's sharing with us today. So if you do have listeners around who are younger, you might want to listen at another time. A couple years ago, my cousin Julie took her own life. Even though she was old enough to be my mother, we had a close friendship. She was going through a divorce and had recently purchased an old farmhouse. I am an interior decorator and she asked me to decorate this new old home. We both shared a love of antiques and she trusted me to fill her home with beautiful antiques that were appropriate for the time period of the home. We spent months day after day working together and had many long talks. She knew I was psychically sensitive and we discussed stories of my experiences often. A couple of months after we finished, Julie took her own life in the home that she loved so dearly, which had made it extra hard for me to understand because I never once felt like or had any idea that she was so sad or in that much pain. I felt like I was the one who should have known, should have caught it, should have sensed her pain, but she was very good at hiding it from me. She took her own life by putting a gun to her temple. As you can imagine, there was a lot of blood involved. For some strange reason, I was desperately drawn to go to the house after she had taken her life. Everyone told me not to go to the bedroom. It would be too hard for me to see that before they could rip up the carpet. But for some reason, I couldn't knock the nudges to go there. The day I went to the house, just a couple days after she crossed, I walked around the house and tried to see what she was doing the night she passed. I put her shoes back in her closet, 
put the dishes in the dishwasher from the sink until I couldn't resist going into the bedroom any longer. When I opened the door to the bedroom, there on the carpet, I saw the blood. I still couldn't understand the reason I was getting such a pull to look at this carpet. It seemed so morbid to me, but I've learned that in my life to listen to the nudges I get and just go with it. The next day, I was in my bathroom putting my makeup on when the phone dinged that I had a voicemail. It was odd because my phone never rang, nor did it show I had a missed call, but it said I had a new voicemail. I played the voicemail and could not believe what I was hearing. It was a pre-recorded message from some strange man that had a goofy, loud game show host type of voice saying, Hi, if you want to know how to get blood out of your carpet, you have to follow these simple steps. First, what color is the blood? Is it bright red or dark red that has dried? Then the voicemail cut out. I gasped and the phone fell out of my hand. I could not believe what I was hearing. I sat there for what felt like 30 minutes in awe. Suddenly, my tween daughter burst into the bathroom laughing, asking if I had gotten her message. I asked her what she was talking about, and she said she and her friend were playing some app that prank called people. The message they picked was about a lemonade stand, and she had never heard of anything about carpet cleaner message and had no clue what I was talking about. I obviously didn't tell her the connection, but I knew Julie was reaching out to let me know she was okay. As morbid as it was, I feel like she knew I could handle it, and that was the reason I was being drawn to look at the carpet in the bedroom. Another story from Christy. I have two daughters, and at the time, they were two years old and three months old. That particular night was no different than any other night. I put the kids to bed at about 11 p.m. My husband and I both went to bed. Sometime around 2.30 or 3 in the morning, I woke up feeling like someone was running their fingernail down the bottom of my foot. I looked around sleepily and thought maybe it was my husband moving his feet around, but he was sound asleep. I easily fell back to sleep, not thinking much of it. I'm not sure how much later it was, but it happened again. This time, much more forceful, and by no means was I able to deny what had just happened. I shot up straight in bed and hugged my knees under my chin, looking over at my husband, but he was sound asleep, this time snoring. I sat there, dumbfounded, trying to come to some conclusion as to to what had just done that to my foot. I couldn't shake the feeling that I needed to check on my children. Having a new baby, I thought that it was just that new mom feeling, but I listened to that little voice in my head and got up to check on them. The baby was sound asleep in her crib across the hall. I placed my palm on her forehead to check her temperature, but she was perfectly fine, so I moved down the hall to my two-year-old daughter's room. As I walked in her doorway, I could see she wasn't in her bed. She slept in a queen bed, so I thought maybe she had just rolled around, not that she wasn't there. Strange, I thought, because she had never gotten out of bed before during the night. I walked up to the bed to notice all the sheets and blankets piled in a giant pile at the end of her bed, almost like a mound. 
I frantically started pulling back the bedding to find her at the foot of the bed, sweating from head to toe and as red as a tomato under all those blankets and sheets. I didn't know how long she had been there, but she was very faint acting when I dug her out of it all. She had no idea how or why she was down there. I believe that night a spirit or angel or whatever you want to call it woke me up by scratching the bottom of my foot to get my attention, knowing she was in distress. And here's just one more story from Christy. I was sitting at the chair at the end of a hallway. I could see all the way to the other end of our house. At that time, we lived in a small ranch, and the view was a straight shot to my daughter's room that was at the other end of the hall. It was a beautiful sunny morning with lots of bright sunlight shining in the house. I was drinking my morning coffee, and both my children were still asleep. My oldest daughter was about three at the time. Suddenly something caught my eye and I looked to see what it was. The exact image of my three-year-old daughter was walking out of the bedroom, sucking her thumb, holding her precious blankie and all, except it was completely black, like a solid black mass, almost like a black 3D silhouette and moving. She never looked at me, but walked out of her room straight into the wall across from her room and disappeared. I jumped up and ran as fast as I could to her room, and she was laying there like a little angel, smiling at me, just waking up. It was the strangest thing I ever witnessed, and to this day, no one has ever been able to explain to me what I saw. So thank you guys for listening to today's ghost stories. I would actually love to hear your thoughts over on Instagram in terms of what you thought that black 3D silhouette may have been. I have some ideas. And stay tuned next week for several episodes, at least two, maybe more. I'm not quite sure yet what I'm going to be putting out, but I have some really, really great content coming up in the next couple weeks. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you all. Hope everybody stays healthy and sane.